Is the 60-40 portfolio allocation dead? Uh, this has been one of the, the big discussion points that has really been in the markets over the last several years. Um, beginning in 2013, Jeff Gunlack, Bill Gross, others, you know, famous, the, the famous bond gurus were proclaiming that the bond bull market of the last 40 years was over and interest rates had nowhere to go but up. And ever since then, rates have done nothing but go lower. And of course, as interest rates fall, the prices of bonds rise, which has made the 60-40 allocation model actually continue to work very well for more conservative investors. Um, the 60-40 allocation model, 60% stocks, 40% bonds, has lower volatility than the S&P 500 index as, as a whole. And until just last, really just two years ago, about 2019, the 60-40 allocation model from 2000 to 2019 actually outperformed the S&P 500 index. And that was because of the two big bear markets and equities that occurred from 2001 and 2 and 2008. That really impeded returns for equity investors. They didn't get back to even until 2013. The 60-40 allocation model was well positive in making money for investors with much lower volatility long before the S&P 500 index got back to even. So, you know, is there a point here where now, well, because interest rates are low, the theory is, is that rates have nowhere to go but up. The problem with that is that higher interest rates are a problem when you have an economy driven solely on debt, whether it's corporate debt, individual debt, mortgage debt, government debt, everything that we're doing is specifically going right back into debt to pay for whatever we want to pay for. Of course, that's all been a function and a driver of near zero interest rates now for the last decade from the Federal Reserve and, and continually falling interest rates, not just over the last decade, mind you. Interest rates have been falling since 1980 which has been fueling both speculative investment in markets as well as rising asset prices in, in multiple areas. So, you know, <clears throat> yes, interest rates can't go much lower than zero, but does that actually mean the 60-40 allocation is dead? Now, before I've, I, I ask Danny Ratliff a question, I want to read to you a little quote here from a Barron's article. And, talking, and, and this article basically says the 60-40 allocation model is dead. It's done. And here is the resolution by people, advisors in the marketplace, what they're recommending for their clients. And particularly, we're talking about now clients that are near retirement or in retirement with a substantial amount of well saved up. What's the recommendation to combat the 60-40 allocation model if bonds are indeed dead? With longer and longer life expectancies, the retiree depends on their portfolio to meet their living need for decades. Therefore, for most clients, the assets that would typically be invested into bonds should be invested into equities. So in other words, as a retiree heading into retirement, you should no longer have fixed income as part of your portfolio. Your portfolio should be 100% equities. And this has become commonplace accepted analysis and recommendations for the markets. And this, the problem with this, of course, is this analysis and recommendation has come from a 11-year bull market run where there's been no serious major declines to this point that have impacted capital. Ask somebody that was actually in the market in 2008 
and they might disagree. Danny, let's uh, go to you. You work with a lot of individual advisors. You're a certified financial planner, and, and you work with many, many high net worth clients. I just want to ask you a question right, right up front here, Danny. If you went to a, to one of your clients right now and said, "Hey, uh, you know, Mr. Smith, um, you know, we don't think bonds can go much lower here, so we're going to put all your money into equities," um, would you still have any clients? You know, I think that'd be a really hard sell. But, but Lance, there are a lot of people out there that are doing just that, and they're making the argument saying, "Hey, you know what? You have a long time before you need to make distributions. Go ahead, you can put these funds aside. We can be extremely aggressive because there is no there is no other place and no other alternative at the moment." And we know that's not true. The other issue is, like you mentioned, 11 years, 12, 13, whatever the number is, yeah. as far as this bull market has ran, what's likely to happen is the market gets more and more expensive. As we are in a potentially tightening cycle, that typically doesn't bode well for equities. And so now you have somebody getting closer to retirement. Yes, they don't need these funds right now, but what if you saw a major drop? would maybe they start to have to rely on these funds down the road? Mm -hmm. There's potential for that. And I think that becomes the, the bigger problem here is that with this greater amount of risk that we're trying to kind of smooth over and say, look guys, it's gonna be okay. It seems like that's what the industry's doing. There, there becomes a significant problem for the, the well-being of your financial plan as far as how long it can actually, these funds can last you if you face a significant drop. And most people aren't taking that into an account. And, and that's really kind of a, a key point here is, you know, again, there's two things that happen to retirees. And, and again, you know, if you go back and talk to a person that was in the markets in 2008, as an example, and was close to retirement, say they, say they were just within 10 years of retirement, or let's go back to 1998, 1999, and talk to somebody that was, was within 10 years of retirement back then, let's say you're 45 or 55 back in 1998, 1999, you know, it was 13 years before you just got your money back. If you weren't ready for retirement in 2000, in 2013, you still weren't ready for retirement. And that's 13 years of your lifespan that just kind of went away because of what happened with the, the market cycle. And, you know, as we talk about valuations, and, and that has a lot to do with forward returns, PE valuations at the peak of the market in 1999 were 44 times earnings, according to the Schiller Cape. As of yesterday, the Schiller Cape ratio is 40 times earnings. It is only, you know, basically four points less than it was in 1999. And yet we've got advisors saying, oh, well, the only thing you can do here is put all your money into the, the riskiest asset class of the market, which is equities, and kind of really just kind of cross your fingers and hope markets just keep going up indefinitely because we've now eliminated bear markets. And, th and this is the thought, at least, by individuals when it comes to the Fed. The Fed, the Federal Reserve will not allow the bear market to occur, so there is no downside risk to markets. Uh, we are in very uncharted territory in terms of valuations. Price to sales have never been at three times earnings. Market cap to GDP has never been at two and a half times the economy. Um, talk about valuations, 40 times earnings. That's the second highest level on record and very close to what we saw at the peak of the markets in 1999. No matter how you cut valuations, investors are paying a very high cost for that. But bonds relative to the economy are still actually very fairly valued. So 
As an investor, really, where would you put your money? Seems to me you're taking a lot of risk to try to eke out a very small rate of return differential going forward. Well, I think what, what advisors are looking at is if they can look like a rock star in the interim and say, okay, we can gather assets, we're doing very well, it's it's a good story, because people don't know what to do. They, they understand that we are in uncharted waters to some extent. But what I fear is that on the back end of this, they're going to look like MC Hammer broke and not have any money. And this is going to be the this is going to pose such a significant issue for retirees. And, you know, just like you mentioned, you have a, a totally different perspective when you think about the people that retired in 2000 and they faced 2001, two and three or 2008. And you saw that significant drawdown. We know the first two years in retirement are extremely crucial to the longevity of your, your funds. Um, the first 10 years are also really important. Once you get past those, if you have the wind at your back, you're doing pretty good. But it's a different story for people who took distributions during those times versus people who are able to take advantage of it, put funds aside, continue to contribute as the market dipped. Hey, that could have been a really good thing for a lot of younger investors because now you're buying it a lot cheaper and now you do have the wind at your back. Yeah. Well, and that's kind of one of the that's kind of one of the excuses for this as well, which is, well, even if the market does have a big correction, you know, it always gets back to even, right? It always comes back. And and that's true. But one of the things that retirees in particular, you know, miss in that in that statement, which is as the market is declining, if you're taking money out, you're accelerating that decline. So if I'm taking out 10% of my, you know, assets a year to live on and the market declines by 10%, I'm not down 10. I'm actually not down 20. I'm actually down about 22 because of the effect of compounding of those withdrawal rates as the market's declining. So you know, you know, for a lot of uh, a lot of retirees, the one thing we always recommend is having some cash cushion set aside so that during a decline, you can stop withdrawal rates to to minimize that impact on accounts. But for for people that are 100 percent invested in equities, they may not have a choice, and and that devastation may actually be even far worse than what happens just in the market decline. And something that a lot of uh, advisors don't you know tell people about. Well, that's right. And what about the advisors that are now pushing? these more sophisticated products. You know, that's one of the things I'm seeing is, you know, even reading that article, um, other areas, it seems that this is the hot topic, but now we have people and, and we've had to think outside the box as well. I think that it, it this environment, it, it needs a, a time to think outside the box, but you have to be very careful and people need to understand what they're investing in, in the sense that we're seeing a lot of people throw around private equity, private real estate, things that a lot of people typically would not have looked at. Now they're saying, huh, okay, this is something that I could potentially do. And it is that more sophisticated. We talk about all these products that Wall Street you know, bundles together to sell, and this is one of them. And so that's another area that, that I think investors need to be cautious. They need to do their homework, make sure they're doing their due diligence to really understand what they're investing in, understand if there could be potential liquidity issues, what's the impact if the market does falter and the economy you know, goes in a, it looks a little bit different, because that's when those investments they're not nearly as fun because yeah. you can't get out and and you can't actually proactively manage that portfolio because more often than not, you're stuck in some of those. Yeah. So is the 60-40 allocation model dead? No, the answer is it's not. And even if bonds go nowhere over a decade in terms of price, you're still better off than being 100% invested in equities during a bear market. And it's just simply a function of math. But most importantly, it's about risk tolerance and what you can actually afford to navigate and, and how to mitigate that risk. So again, make sure you get with your advisor, talk to them seriously about the impact on your retirement. If you have questions, go by our website, realinvestmentadvice.com. Send me a question. Danny and I are happy to answer it for you. Be right back after the break. I'm your host, Lance Roberts. <laughs> 